welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And um, we're being aired on WGRN LP 94.1 Columbus. We're also available online wherever you get podcasts. Um, I am so excited about this first episode because it is our first episode and we've been building up to this for a while now. Um, and so I wanted to take a second to introduce each other so we kind of get a feel for everybody who's listening. Um, so yeah, mom, if you want to start it off, go for it. So I'm Julie Richards. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor and I did my graduate work out at Wright State University. So shout out to Dayton and, um, I'm just so excited to be a part of this. Uh, with Samuel, especially uh, my son, and spending time together is so important to me. So this is an awesome opportunity to reach more people who are struggling or hurting and that we could help be a part of systemic change. I'm really excited. We'll unfold that further. But go ahead, Lisa, introduce yourself. Well, thanks, Julie. Uh, Yes, uh, my name is Lisa Gilchrist. I have a master's in counseling, licensed professional counselor, uh, Julia is a great colleague of mine, and so I have been welcomed into this fold and this opportunity um, to grow together, talk about um, where we come from, where we're going, and just a big passion of mine and, and bringing purpose to this life and the journey that we're all on together. So we are welcome um, to be together. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Um, Yeah, my name is Samuel Richards. I'm a student here in Columbus. Um, I also feel a big passion for mental health, especially in my experience talking to students and activists around the community. It's something that definitely needs to be (coughs) talked about. Sorry, right off the bat. Um, And uh, so really excited about this podcast it, it actually started whenever i gave my mom a call and we ended up having an hour-long conversation we have lots of those <laughs> yeah and we're like we should just start recording this stuff because it's too good so we made it real and we called it community roots and um for y'all pittsburgh folk or others it is community roots as in routes but um, we like the double entendre of that community roots so um i I'm super excited. Uh, I wanted to also talk about what community roots will be, like what kind of podcast it'll be, what we'll cover. Um, and we also have a sister show that is aired on the opposite weeks called Off the Beaten Path. And so, yeah, Mama, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, what community roots is and what Off the Beaten Path is. So we've really been... Um unfolding this, like Samuel said, for for really months and many, many conversations. And what we've come down to is that Community Roots is an engaging podcast with mental health therapists, having conversations about relationships, emotional growth, and healing that is vital for our communities. Off the Beaten Path is an extension of Community Roots that features interviews from community members who are putting mental health into practice. Yeah, and so every week, Sunday at 9 a.m., you're going to hear Community Roots on WGRN. And um, it's um, and on the off weeks, like uh, 
this first week will be Community Roots. Next week will be Off the Beaten Path, which is hosted by our very own Dr. Adrienne Johnson, who I'm very excited to have on the show as well because she is such a delight. She's high energy, very fun to have around. Like you just feel uplifted being around her. So and my own personal mentor that I started grad school with. So she's out at Wright State. So we're excited about having her with us. Yeah, it was really funny. I mentioned that on we already recorded that past episode, and I mentioned it to her, and she like laughed a bunch and blushed a little because I was like, I heard so much about your story before we even met. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, did anybody does anybody want to add to that idea of what Community Roots wants to be? Are we good? Feeling good? Yeah, just um, really going forward and taking steps and and looking at, you know, what if I have to take a step back? What if I step to the side? What can I see over here? What can I find along the way? And so I guess as we just journey together, um, you know, this is a foundational focal point um, as we kind of come together and, and bring community and learn about community together that by extension we'll be able to help build community and understanding and growth wherever we reach. Yeah, I'm really excited when talking to, um, in earlier conversations, we were talking about how, how can we be activists? How can we make real impacts and change in the community? And this podcast was one of our ideas in terms of everyone needs this mental health checkup. Absolutely. And, and yeah. reaching more people who are hurting um, not everyone would necessarily come to counseling. Not everyone has, uh, I would say most people probably don't have families that they're learning mental health, emotional health, relational health. So this is an opportunity for us to really change the world as we're having these conversations that can reach more people. It gives us a wider scope so that um, people can turn on the radio or listen to a podcast and feel like they're not alone. They're not isolated. Yep. They're, they're getting some support and some help. As you're talking, I just had um, a quick uh, picture that came in my head. I don't know if you guys remember Inspector Gadget at all, but just like the, <laughs> the hat and just like, you know, go, go Gadget arms and just like extends out really far uh, to reach, um, you know, people that are in need. And he's up with this, <laughs> this girl Penny <laughs> because... That's just, you know, his accomplice, and she's I a dog. I have heard of Inspector Gadget. Okay, good. We've got, go ahead, Samuel. You yeah, were... we just have a running joke that mom doesn't understand <laughs> any references. So. I have no references to um, pop culture whatsoever, so anything, whether it's from... Star Wars and Harry Potter. Those. Yeah, are I've, got, I've got yeah. little windows for being able to find metaphor and meaning that I find a lot of purpose in and passion and excitement for but beyond that I'm pretty much the clueless one in the room so we're learning together but I, I guess just the point being we have the ability to extend in this opportunity sure. together and just go for it and from an activist standpoint like Samuel and I have had a lot of conversations about what does that even mean in my generation we didn't really talk about it like that in the same way so Samuel and I were having conversations about the idea of what do you do for systemic change? Like, how do we make a difference? We recognize so so many people are hurting and struggling. And instead of being indifferent to that or just letting people suffer alone, how can we reach people? And this idea of this podcast has just really 
evolved and burst into energy. We are all so excited about it. We can hardly sit in our seats and just seeing um, how we're including more and more people and coming up with music, local musicians, local artists for our our logo. And it's just really powerful that it's already touching so many lives and so many people are excited about it. People are excited about having interviews with Adrian on our off the beaten path sections and it's just really grown and it's passionate. It's exciting. Yeah. It's something like And it's giving. only episode one. And we're only <laughs> starting. So, so it's going to build from here. I can't wait. So um, before we start our um, main episode that we'll talk to you about in a sec, I just wanted to plug real quick that if you have any ideas for this Community Roots podcast, if there's something you want to hear, you can reach us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at communityroots.pod. And you can also email email us your thoughts at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. So stick around. Um, We'll be right back and we'll discuss our first episode. Welcome back. So for our first episode, we're going to talk about roots, but I wanted to take a quick second to explain our first three episodes because we kind of see them as a package deal. And I wanted to talk specifically because in my own experience with activists and people in the community, so many people just reach that point in their life that they're like, I'm against, I'm between a rock and a hard place. So I don't even know what to do. Um, And so, yeah, that's the intro for basically our handbook on mental health. And we picked the name specifically, Community Roots, to help you out with this sort of handbook idea. And we want this to be something that you can come back to again and again as an encouragement for support, something that you can give to your friends or family who are hurting we often don't know what to say or what to do. We just recognize that someone is really suffering. So these are our first three episodes are a great tool that you can use to give to someone that you don't know what to say, you don't know how to help. But the information that we share in this um, beginning sessions are going to be really concrete, tangible, um, a great handbook to come back to. Yeah, just a kind of collection of uh, a look at each of these words uh, that pull it all together yeah so the words are the roots of community roots and um i'm especially excited about this because it kind of brings up three different images both the roots of a tree community which i imagine kind of as a small village or a couple houses or um uh, a group of people together and then roots like the path that you're traveling though it's always in um it's always in transition. You're always improving. You're always moving forward, but it's not always the perfection that we all try to start strive for. So, yeah, let's kick off this episode and talk about roots. Um, for the roots of community roots. Yes. Awesome. Um, I love this visual. I'm I'm a visual person. Whenever somebody says something like Inspector Gadget, <laughs> <laughs> I I think of something visual as well and so I really imagine 
a foundation of a tree, like the roots digging deep into the earth, um, kind of both giving nutrients, but also providing support. So if you're feeling in a dark place, if you're feeling like trapped or that you're not sure what to do, I think a good visual to start on is your roots. So it's this idea of being grounded and rooted. So often we are not really in the present. We are thinking about um, maybe what we need to do next or where we're headed or we're anxious about something that has happened. We're stressed. We're overwhelmed. We're not really here and now. And so the idea of roots is that we can be present and just breathe and just be able to notice what's going on in the room around us, that we could name different objects that we see, we can listen to different sounds that we hear, we can um, pay attention to smells and tastes and just going through our senses. It's a way to ground us into the here and now. So when we're really overwhelmed, if you've got someone who has a panic attack and they can't calm down, they can't catch their breath, Ask them to start naming some things Mm -hmm. around the room. Ask them to feel their seat in the chair, their feet on the floor, or what their hands are doing, and and to kind of get back in their body and get back into this present moment. Take some deep breaths to do that. Yeah. Uh, Panic alludes to the idea that there's a sense of overwhelm in the system, and so very from a um, grounded position and focusing on air, whatever it is that you can grasp uh, to, to pull you away a little bit from that overwhelm and maybe do a, a little bit of refocusing. Yeah, and so um, if you're just joining us, uh, we are Community Roots on WGRN LP 94.1 FM Columbus, and we are talking about roots and grounding yourself. And I really like this idea. We're kind of talking about mindfulness of meditation in a way, and I find that really helpful. One of my favorite things to do is to focus on my breath because it's something that I do all the time, but I never really pause to think about it, and it's kind of a neat sensation to feel your lungs expand and your diaphragm expand well see I just (laughs) got myself to breathe in that moment but just to say that it's kind of a unique and so to count your breaths in and out and um yeah something I wanted to talk about real quick is just with somebody as somebody with ADHD I get distracted a lot and whenever I get distracted I get Whenever I get distracted, I kind of get down on myself because it's it's something my brain does all the time. But the point of this meditation and mindfulness is to just bring it back, to refocus. And so if you get distracted, everybody gets distracted. And the point of yeah. these kind of finding your roots, finding feeling the ground beneath you, you can almost feel like roots extend from your feet into the ground. If you get distracted and you think about that paper that's due later or society and how it's beating down on you and stuff like that just refocus on your breath on your roots and stuff like that a couple things that you can do with breathing too um, two different shapes that you can breathe through are a triangle or a square so if you kind of with your hand your finger trace in the air breathing to make a triangle breathe up to inhale and then pause to bring down the side of the triangle Hmm. 
and then exhale to bring the base of the triangle. If you can all kind of visualize that. Audience participation, everyone take your finger <laughs> and make a triangle. Also, you can do that with a square where you start at the bottom and inhale on the side of the square, pause going across, hmm. exhale on the down of the square, and then um, pause again at the base of the square. So sometimes making those shapes with our hand um, using our finger, it also helps you to concentrate to get in your body. So that's a, a helpful grounding technique to use triangles or squares. I like that idea. I don't know that I've heard that one before. Yeah, me either. That's... So the other thing that we bring together with roots is this idea that it's giving you nutrients. That's how plants get their nutrients is from the ground and they pull it up. So you both are experts. <laughs> what are some ways that you can get nutrients and that you can focus on using your roots? Yeah, um, I, I love this, again, this visual opportunity to take something that's really practical, build it into something that we're, you know, we're in this field, um, and always learning. It's all, we're always extending um, and thinking of depth in those roots in the physical um, translating that into, again, being grounded in our bodies, but just how we do that through self-care, you know, that could be a really extensive section on its own. Um, but thinking of roots extending out, extending down uh, for stability and really with those nutrients, we're talking about things like hydration. So important. Yeah. Um, just water, um, stopping saying, you know, where, where am I at? Have I eaten something today? Have I, you know, have I found, have I found a gym nearby or have I, um, do I have my, my yoga routine? Do I have a mat? Do I have, um, even just a comforter if you don't have like a, a yoga mat? I mean, just finding a sleeping bag, just something that you can have like a little corner, um, a towel even. Yeah, to just slow it down just enough uh, because life gets really busy and, and crazy. And so we... I really want to reiterate that about hydration because we get so dehydrated and we don't even realize it. Sometimes we think we're hungry and it's actually that we haven't had anything to drink. And water being so important that a lot of the drinks that we have with even uh, coffee yeah. or tea or anything else Soda. straight to, yeah <laughs> so does anything that's not water yeah i it, actually found out just yesterday that the bubbly water that everybody's drinking i drink so much bubbly water or like that the la croix yeah 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 uh and it doesn't it hydrates you a little bit but it's mostly you can't absorb nutrients the same way so yeah you need to stick with the basics with water because even Next week, you'll hear from Steve Doust, who will talk about how he drinks basically a gallon of water a day and how healthy it is and how good it is. Yeah. Um, so definitely, a lot of the things that we assume, because they're liquids, that they're hydrating, they're not hydrating at all. No. And and as well, I mean, again, just carrying a bigger water bottle with me, just even recently, just being really focused and saying, you know, am I drinking things that are taking away from this? And if you do, we're not saying, you know, don't have coffee or a drink, exactly. but are we compensating? Are we like take a take a checkpoint at your energy levels 
and see like if you're if you're tired or sluggish or run down then yeah drink some water take some deep breaths those are going to give you bursts of more energy more stamina the more water you have you're going to notice that difference and give it some time um to let your body kind of flush out all of that um toxic stuff that absolutely we put in i i also really like the piece about kind of the self-care and for in terms of exercise um my personal form, my favorite form of exercise is either biking or swimming. Those are my favorite things mm-hmm. to do. But I also know that taking a walk is a big step too, just to be able to walk around in your community. Take just, in some nature, fresh air, sunshine. Yeah. And it's crazy because meditation can pretty much be anything. And one of the things I do is listen to Simon and Garfunkel or mm-hmm. like the Beatles Good or stuff. something like that. And sounds I, like a playlist to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to check out our Spotify, we also have a community roots playlist. But um, what I like to do too, with all the popularity of Pokemon Go, I try to play real life Pokemon Go, where I see if I can see rabbits or deer or cool looking flowers on the side of the road that I can recognize. They're all easy ways that even if you're surrounded by siblings or you have a bunch of kids and houses home wherever home is is just hectic then you can take a break and take a walk and just observe everything around you and something that was important Mm -hmm. for me in my own journey is also realizing that it doesn't have to be a huge chunk of time or something that you have to plan or schedule it can just be something that just make sure you do it and you'll feel loads better. A little bit goes a long way. Just just starting somewhere. Sometimes people get paralyzed from starting because they think, I don't have enough time. I can't do more. But can you do just a little bit? That's really important for getting started. Especially with that idea of saying, you know, how are we, we're trying to connect back to ourselves and connect with ourselves. And part of yeah. that is connecting yeah. into nature and just the other day, just listening to birds. And I'm not a bird connoisseur expert at all, but I really just enjoy being able to hear them yeah. communicate and do it's what grounding. they do. Yeah. And it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not hours, but it's moments. And it's just saying, I can set this aside for, for this moment. And that kind of ties into mindfulness, the idea of noticing things and being more observant. Yeah. I love what you're talking about on the walk and seeing flowers. Like, do we take a moment to notice that there are flowers? Do we take a moment to notice that there are birds that are singing? And there are things that we can observe. The key part of mindfulness is that we do it without judgment. So instead of saying that something is good or bad, we're just allowing it to be in that space, allowing it to have room and to notice um Almost the way a leaf can go down the river and float down the river or the clouds pass in Mm. the sky and they change shape and form. We're just noticing and being present with what's there and we're allowing it to be. And it it really is a grounding technique as well for our mental health. Yeah. Yeah. So we're reaching the end of our time here. It goes so fast. It's crazy. But I did want to make this final point too of get off the screens and the phone. I know we hear that all the time, but also I was reading an article about how your phone is a big stressor. It's something that your body Mm -hmm. keeps tabs on almost as if it's something that 
is just a, a test that you have to study for or something, but it's always on your brain's mind to say, ooh, did I get that notification? Or, oh, I wonder if I refresh Reddit, if there's something new on Reddit. Like it's oxygen. Yeah, exactly. But in fact, it's not great for you. So instead, focusing on real things that you can touch and that you can see in real life, I think, is... And be present with. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I guess just even my final quick thought, just really as you were even talking, Julie, just how set at ease I was being able to think about walks that I've taken or the sunshine and just rays of light and, and those detailed those flowers. Those little moments those, of breaks that you can take during your day. Just There's to, always room for them if we just allow some space, create just, some space. Yeah, just pulled my whole system down to ease. So it's cool. Yeah, so um, once you're done with your uh, mindful moments, you can pull out your phone and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at communityroots.pod. You can also email us your thoughts if you like this episode. If you want to hear something um, that is pertinent to you or that you're struggling with, email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, we also really rely on your rating and reviewing us. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, on CastBox, Mom has one that's like... Podbean. Podbean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Rate us, share us with your friends who you think that might be interested in this podcast. We don't pay anything to advertise, so it's totally by word of mouth. Um, uh, Follow us next Sunday at 9 a.m. for Off the Beaten Path, where our own Dr. Adrian Johnson um, will be hosting a guest who will talk about this exact stuff that we're talking about today. So you'll actually get to hear a community member discuss this sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we're going to sign off. Thanks for joining us today. So glad to get this thing on the ground and get it rolling. It's so exciting. Glad to have you here. So good to be here. Thanks for joining. Yeah, and a special thanks to Steve Dodge, Steve Paracas, WGRN, Dr. Adrian Johnson, Alex Wells, and um, anybody else who helped us along the way. Uh, we thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Hi, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I am Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And welcome. Uh, We're being aired on WGRNLP 94.1 Columbus. 
Uh, we're also available online wherever you get podcasts. Um, this week, we're talking about community, which I'm really excited for. Um, it's a the second part of a three-part series that um, we're really focusing on making an easy handbook for mental health. So that if you're in a dark place, if you're in a place that you feel you can't get out of or that you're just aware that something is going wrong but you need help to get out this is an easy three-step start um for it's a go-to place a place you can look at the roots of community roots and find um, tangible concrete help yeah and so last time we talked about roots and how it stabilizes and gives you energy and how you can um and nutrition and how that's important. And so this week we're talking about community. Um, I'm really excited for this episode in particular because I felt that in my own life, my friends and the people around me have been able to help me through so much. And it's been so impactful to have those people because otherwise I feel like I would have drowned. So I'm really excited to talk about the importance of community and ways that you can not only find your community, but also make it a healthy community so that it isn't toxic and it isn't dragging you down. And one thing I've noticed is the unfolding story of Community Roots of our podcast has really brought to life to me the community that we're surrounded by. We've asked for local musicians to take part in this. We've got local artists doing design. We're doing the writing pieces of it. We're seeing it lived out right in front of us. And that's our unfolding story and how we connect into our own stories, how we need each other, how we're not alone. So I'm excited for this podcast today too. Yeah, uh, the value. I don't know that community... I don't know if there's a, a price tag that comes with what community really, really means. Like there's, you can look it up in the dictionary and there's a lot of different things that we have like a basic groundwork for community, but what is it, you know, in real life and how do we build that and how do we grow that and how do we say, I'm, I'm coming towards you. Mm. I have a tendency to maybe want to pull away or not sure about something and and just really actively going against the grain and saying, I I need people. We need each other uh, to go through this journey in this life. So, yeah, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I guess, we talked about um, the visualization of roots. So I two pictures kind of come to mind for community. One of them is our logo that was designed by the fantastic Alexander Wells. Um, It's these close-knit houses. It's kind of this idea of it it extends beyond family or what you consider to be family, but this close-knit group of people that um, it, it transcends space. It's not necessarily something that is your next door neighbor, but you know who we talk about, whatever we say, community. Something also that comes to mind is a patchwork quilt, kind of how Mm -hmm. you have those different, um, my partner made this t-shirt quilt that has all these different t-shirts from across her Mm. past. And I think it's really cool because it's almost a combination of different worlds. And I feel like we've done the same thing with this podcast where 
Alexander Wells was one of my friends from, I still is a friend and was a friend through high school and middle school, but it's just cool to mm. see him come back and help us in this way. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that vision of, that visual of community is what I like to picture, that patchwork quilt of it may look different from there's some diversity to it there's yeah. some well um, there's a story variety. behind i love the story behind yeah. each each piece you know each Absolutely. square each t-shirt square each each moment holds great significance in that and being able to share that story is inviting to the community and we just want to be really so welcoming and inviting of our stories and i, I imagine at some point we'll interweave some of our stories throughout and so you you get a chance to know us a little bit more as we can can find ways to share our stories as well with you and I we welcome that. welcome your stories it's very as well. relational it's about relationships and relationships are so messy and complicated and difficult and so that's going to be some of the topics that we and <laughs> that so we needed yeah and so needed and people do tend to isolate and pull back because they're hard and messy and so we're yeah. going to be talking throughout the whole podcast, not just today, but about how to engage in healthy relationships. So I love it. I think that's a piece of what community looks like. Yeah, I also think whenever you're feeling in this dark place or you're feeling surrounded or like you can't stand, the gut reaction is to isolate and to pull back in. And it is so important to reach out. Sometimes I get demoralized because I'll text somebody and then they won't text me back. And I'm like, I'm trying to hang out. But um, it's so important to reach out and find somebody to hang out with, to communicate with, to just, they don't have to be everything, but totally just another relationship person. Um, so yeah, what would you guys recommend with this isolation and reaching out? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's so important to just realize that when you're really, really struggling, if we could recognize that we do need the support of others and that we when we have that urge that tendency to isolate we don't feel like sometimes getting out of bed or going to be a part of an activity or an event really taking some moment on any level that you reach out to somebody somehow even if it's a text it's a phone call it's any any kind of contact with others is so important to mental health and i think too again with this baseline of relationship and building that trust is going to find its way in there but again technology is one way that universally we just know that we have access to and I think like you said before I'm like oh that happens to you too you know you you reach out and you're putting yeah. yourself on a limb and they're like they're not answering yeah I try to give them you know five minutes or you know in an hour you know and but it's like oh, but they still haven't responded so I think as well, using that, having access to that, knowing knowing your people, um, and yet the tendency, again, towards drawing towards self and having to overcome that and be creative in ways, um, going out on a limb and saying, I don't, I don't know, but how do I get to this person and see if they can be someone that I want to go towards? I think that brings up the idea of vulnerability mm. and that we yeah. really have to risk, take the step to be known. And that's such an important part about ending stigma, being willing to get honest. We've had that Me Too you, uh, 
Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just the idea of it's okay to admit that things are hard and that we struggle and that is a commonality of our humanity, the yeah. complexity of humanity. We all have stuff. And I think as, as we were talking, just bringing up this idea of, you know, maybe a park bench and saying, you know, maybe this is a meetup point and, and maybe you've met someone in there, you know, they're going through a really hard time. And I think of community not just being about loud noise or the party or just big and it's going to be about those quiet moments as well yeah community Maybe is like one-on-one -on -one as well sitting with with tears sitting with silence i think uh i don't know if this is universally but at least in my world we try to fill silent space you know even thinking about our jobs and saying you know i've, I've had so many they're like i don't i don't like this space i i don't know what to do with it and yeah. And I have to challenge that and say, what is this space for? Is that something that builds community to and saying this deserves a quiet moment in your life and I can be with you in that. And join others who are wherever they are. Being where, yeah. being where you are and allowing someone to join you in that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think this works two ways too. Like there are both the people listening to this podcast who feel like they're in a rough, dark space and then there are also the people listening to the podcast that are like, well, I'm not experiencing that right now. And so I think being mindful and keeping an eye out for your friends who might be in the, those spaces. And if you have a friend reaching out, who you know, in a, is in a rough spot. I know my favorite thing to do for friends who are in a rough spot is just cook them a meal. I enjoy cooking. Yeah. And so to make them a meal and to kind of share that is meal. always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you can always what a great a idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but that's just one of the ways I like to show because I'm really busy. It's really hard for me to sit down and text somebody for a couple hours. But it is easy for me to just make my meal bigger and then invite them over and talk to them while they're there. So I think it goes both ways in terms of if you feel – if you notice somebody reaching out and you don't have time to reach out to them, finding a way to – even send them a funny picture occasionally that's like, hey, thinking of you mm. is a great way to reach out. And also, when it, whenever you're on that flip side, being able to reach out and say, hey, do you want to hang out? I think I really need somebody to hang out mm. with. But um, I also did want to not switch gears, but kind of expand on something that comes to mind is, well, what if I don't have any friends? <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, I think, something that is not abnormal and mm. what I think of is two things is one reaching out to people who you wouldn't normally expect to be your close friend group because I've had people show up for me in ways that I didn't realize who I didn't consider really close friends but then they became close friends mm. through trauma and through helping each other out and then this also isn't my cup of tea but I know online gaming, we mentioned online or technology, that there have been a lot of relationships that if you're, I know being a gamer can kind of be isolating in that own sense that you're just kind of at home playing, but also being able to reach out to those those people in those areas, I think is helpful too. So kind of expanding that network and making your community a little bit bigger. 
sometimes even thinking of community in terms of how do we reach out beyond ourselves with nature, with animals, with pets? There's a sense of connection with that, too, that I think is important to recognize, especially when people feel so alone and don't realize that we do have people around us. If we take a walk around the block, there are other people walking their dogs at the same time. Um, spending time with your pet is a way of changing how you feel internally, that you have a sense of connection and something that matters to you. I also think as well, I've been doing a lot of work with this idea of our narratives and stories that we believe about ourselves. And, you know, I'm trying to picture this idea of, you know, in in times of isolation, in times of withdrawing and and not saying that's so negative. I, we, we need space. We need to pull away. We need to reset. But we also are not able to be challenged in maybe that story because maybe, you know, like you said, Samuel, reaching out to that person that you, you know, you don't know their middle name yet you know, <laughs> or you don't know when their birthday was. But just saying, hey, I have a story here. Is there is there something that you'd be able to add to? Because we live in this world of internalizing and we externalize as well, which means just kind of putting people um, out there. But yeah. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, um, this is Community Roots. Uh, we're on WGRN LP 94.1 FM Columbus. And today we're talking about community and how important that is to mental health. Um, what I was thinking of too, and kind of earlier when we discussed like the online, the reaching out to people who you wouldn't normally reach out to, I think maybe a good starting point for that is considering what are my points of commonality with certain people that I'm around. Like, hey, we both like soccer. Let's let me text my soccer friend and see if we can't go out and play soccer or just finding those basic points of commonality, I think, are really important. And it also makes you feel more included. What I think is another visual that I think of is mushrooms like speaking of nature and stuff like that, mushrooms are really cool because they seem isolated. They seem like they're by themselves, but actually underneath they're connected through a whole hmm. root and network of different communication systems. Hmm. And they talk to each other in that way and they actually give each other nutrients underground. It's really cool. And fancy. <laughs> yeah, I love plants. So uh, that's really cool as well um, that you can kind of picture... Uh, I also did want to talk about um, this idea of ending stigma and kind of being more vulnerable and how do you create healthy community? I think it really starts with a willingness to be open and honest and vulnerable. And in saying that, I do want to be sensitive to say, we're not asking you to tell your whole story to everybody. <laughs> we yeah. don't need to go into detail on things, but just to be able to acknowledge, we all have human limitations. We all have things that are difficult and challenging and hard. And it doesn't matter so much that our stories are the same difficulties. We don't need to compare our traumas. We can just allow each person to have a piece of their story that they're willing to be known and willing to share and willing to understand, building a bridge to people. Yeah. I think that really is an important part of ending stigma. I wonder too, um, as far as what it's, like, you know, the, the thoughts that go through our head and like, why am I always 
the person that has to reach out when I'm down or, you know, how come, how come no one is contacting me? It can, it can be really frustrating. And again, maybe we come back to this notion that's, um, if I don't do it, I'm not going to get what I need. So maybe trying to find a balance and saying, if I know I need this right now, if I know I need a moment and I don't want to be in this alone. And, you know, sometimes just saying, you know, I'm, hey, I'm going to call Julie and just say, you know, I, I had a rough, a rough moment today. I don't know if you saw it. Maybe you did. But I just, I would like to, to talk with you about that and say, I've got to put my foot forward. And, and just even small steps with that, that I think I can imagine that people listening to this are thinking, there is no way I can do that. And I don't even know how you are asking me. And they kind of want to shut down the idea and sure. say, forget it. It's not worth it. I've been hurt. I don't want to do that again. Sure. So I think we have to catch ourselves with our own like black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, things that make us say there's no way. We, we have to just see if there's something that we could try just a little bit. And we'll talk about this in the future, but affirmations are really important mm -hmm. to be able to tell yourself you're worthwhile, you're you're interesting, you're friendly, all the all the things that you know to be true about yourself, but sometimes we're a little bit too shy to admit to ourselves, um, to be able to tell ourselves. But also I was thinking another way to kind of process things is by journaling. Like in my own thing my journal is a way that I can be in community with myself. Mm. It's cool that I can talk to previous versions of myself in a way that I've grown beyond. Mm. But I really do think that journaling is another way to process things that I feel that sort of same sense. But I do also agree with my mom that sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to push that a little bit. Um, I know one of the cool things that one of my friends told me earlier was if you imagine pushing your comfort zone as a pencil moving on paper, it's kind of frightening because all you have is blank space ahead. You don't know necessarily what comes ahead, but if you push yourself in certain ways, if you kind of get used to that idea of treading the unknown, then suddenly you have a picture rather than just a dot mm. on a page. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. So I do think that being okay with being uncomfortable and reaching out to those types of people because community is one of the cool ways that you can re-energize and honestly it's one of the, my favorite parts of living is being in community with others even whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a group of my five friends that I like to hang out with um, I think it's really great and so um, I also wanted to talk about safety being able to check in on each other yeah, whenever people are going through a hard time, and I don't want to go too dark too fast, but just sometimes people are really in a place that they're not sure if they can keep going. So I just want to acknowledge that, especially because we are mm -hmm. doing this as a handbook of mental health. We need to be able to talk about things like suicide and just be able to name that, that if yeah. there is someone who is not safe, Let's just acknowledge together that that per person should not be left alone. Yeah. Um, we really need to, the best way to keep someone safe who's in a dark place like that, who is considering self-harm or suicide, um, if you can join them and be with them, um, if they need to be taken to the hospital, if you need support of mental health therapists, absolutely, we endorse that. 
Um, but even just the idea of making sure that you can sit with them and someone is around them so that they don't spiral into a darker place. Yeah, yeah. we talked earlier about just being present with someone and being okay with the silence um, is also something that's difficult for me to grasp, but there is something about just being close to someone that you don't have to say anything, even just being able to sit with that person to say, like, I'm here for you, no matter what it is. Um, I did want to take a quick, because we started talking about suicide, if you yourself are realizing some signs within yourself about self-harm or that kind of, it might be better if I wasn't here or mm. something like that, please reach out to anyone you can, but also if you don't know who to reach out, call 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and there will be somebody there to talk with you. Um, again, that's 1-800-273-8255. And of course, if you don't really want to talk physically, I know a lot of us are texters, you can text 741-741, and if you text them home, if you text them, I need help, anything, they will respond. Um, I also know that you can go to crisischat.org to talk to somebody as well, because I know that stigma, especially with my generation, is mm. it's easier to text than it is to talk. Mm. So I would definitely reach out. Um, we were also talking off air about <laughs> ways that you can help people, and one of those ways is just giving them a hug. Uh, if you're sitting with somebody who's kind of at this um, moment of darkness or if you're in even in a regular day-to-day -day, kind of not feeling great, hugs release endorphins, which is really cool, mm. and um, talk about real-life community, real implications of community. Um, a hug is a great thing. I know if I used to be uncomfortable with hugs, but I've been trying to be more open to it because it is a way that you're just close to somebody and you just give them a brief embrace to say. It's releasing that serotonin and oxytocin in your brain. It's, yeah. it's really giving you uh, positive hormones going through your body, lots of energy and healing. Yeah. Also something else that runs through, running through my mind, which maybe connects it all, just this idea of safety in numbers and safety in, you know, we're, we're talking about the severity of like, maybe I'm feeling really unsafe or I'm, I'm contemplating something unsafe scary I'm just really really scared and alone and just having one other person or you know maybe that person brings another one in and there's safety to build in that connection and the, the physical connection maybe enforcing that as well in a biological perspective but just saying I need enforced I need and reinforcements here what a great way to say I'm not alone yeah yeah I need reinforcements. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and this also plays into, I mean, this is part two of a three-parter where we also talk about roots and how if you get water and food and go for a walk, then your brain is going to think clearer and it's going to be more, more stable. And getting rest. I don't know if we mentioned oh, that yeah. before, oh, how, much we need, so good. how much we need rest. It's a reset for your brain. It's a way to recharge. Often if we're burning the candle at both ends, we're exhausted, so yeah. a good nap or a good night's sleep can make all the difference in clearing our head. Yeah, even 10 minutes. I've taken some 10-minute yeah. naps that have changed my day. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Even just changing the direction and just saying, oh, yep. I'm going to do this now. 
So sweet. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to kind of wrap it up as our episode ends. Um, thanks so much for listening about community. Um, if you have any thoughts about community, if you have any thoughts about Roots or just other ideas that you want to hear on the podcast, please reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at communityroots.pod. You can also email us your ideas at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, if you could rate and review us five out of five stars <laughs> on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, next Sunday at 9 a.m., you'll be hearing Dr. Adrian Johnson um, interview someone on Off the Beaten Path, which is our sister kind of extension of Community Roots. Um, so yeah, that's another wrap on another episode. Thanks, guys, for joining me. So glad to be here. So good to be here. Sweet. Um, special thanks to Steve Dodge, Alexander Wells, Steve Prakis, and WGRN, Dr. Adrian Johnson, anybody who has helped us on this way. I'm sure this list is only going to grow. <laughs> but thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Let's review that because it's August. And we're dying. And we're dying in heat. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Sama Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And this is aired on WGRN LP 94.1 Columbus and online wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, wherever. And um, today is the third part of our three-part series where we kind of created a guidebook for if you're feeling in a dark place, you don't really know um, what to do next, you just know that you feel unsafe or insecure. Maybe, Mom, you could talk a little bit more about the guidebook. We just wanted to give some support to folks who sometimes you know someone is hurting, but you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. Or even if you're starting to spiral down and feel low yourself and you want somewhere that you can turn to, these first three episodes are something that we can keep repeating and reflecting on anytime you go back to it. It's something you could give to someone else to help or yourself to just feel a little bit more supported and stable and um, ready to get back into the swing of life. 
you know, uh, we've actually made it easy. So if it's if you're kind of um, someone who listened to it once and you're like, crap, now I can't remember the guidebook and you're out of data <laughs> or something like that, then uh, we made it easy to remember, which is the roots of community roots. And so the first word is roots, as in grounding, as in a tree, as in getting your um, energy and your nutrients from the ground and just being very stable and secure. We talked a little bit about meditation, about getting the right nutrition, um, and how important that was. The second thing we talked about in our second episode, well, the first thing we talked about in our second episode was community and being able to reach out and create that network. Um, I'm really excited for that one. And I'd really recommend going back and listening to the first two, if you haven't already. Um, but today is just as important. We're talking about roots slash routes, but roots. <laughs> uh, Spell it for them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, so it's R-O-U-T-E-S. And it's this idea that we're always in journey. We're in route. We are always developing. And I think there's such a mindset to get into being out, making it about perfection and being like, well, why am I not all together all right now? And what we want to focus mm -hmm. on instead is being in route. You're always developing. You're always growing. You're always learning. And um, I know a lot of us have developed not necessarily in the early years, but throughout our whole lives. That it's okay that we're in process, that yeah. we're becoming, we're in the act of becoming and growing and developing, and that that can be a lifelong journey, not just something that has a quick start and a, and a definite end. Yeah, I like that the phrase that you use, the swing of life, right? That movement, that continual space. Get into the swing of things. Back yeah. Again, back again, yeah. Jungle Book style. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling vitally alive. That's a reference. Alive. I don't know. <laughs> that is. I, I went there again. <laughs> I do know the um, Jungle Book. I really, yes. like, coming out of high school, something that was different for me, like, I just had a different conception of what the world was. And mm -hmm. I figured at 18 to 21, like, you would just get your life figured out, and then you would just go on from there. And I knew that you wouldn't have it 100%, but it's still you know what job you're going to do, you know where you're going to go next. And it's really refreshing to get on the other side of that and be aware that it's all in process and progress. And that that's yeah. okay, that, yes. you, that you're not screwed up or late or something's wrong with you because we're, we're in that mix of it all, just becoming and being in process. And not only that we're not only is nothing wrong with you, but that's actually a good thing because right. you can grow and improve instead of just getting to 24, 25 and saying, oh, I have it all figured out. And I think it's really refreshing, especially because I've ended up somewhere different than what I anticipated. <clears throat> and I'd much rather be here than mm. where I thought I'd be because <laughs> it's more real and it's mo more what I want to do. And it it's grounding. So that is the little introduction to this roots that we're going to be talking about. I will start because as I was looking up some different takes on roots, and there's a lot of intricacy in the directions that we take. And you know, you talking about, I just can't help but think like, wouldn't that have been such a lovely thought? 
um, to have ha- had it all figured out and to have a certain <laughs> deadline. Of, you know, I've, I've got to arrive here and maybe this is where I'm starting and kind of getting confused in it all, but it giving space for the whole decade, really, <laughs> to get there. And again, me being on the other side of that, um, just been really an interesting piece. So it just, as I was looking for some quotes, I found one by Kristen Armstrong, and it says, or she says, it's not only moving that creates new starting points. Sometimes all it takes is a subtle shift in perspective, an opening of the mind, an intentional pause and reset, or a new route to start to see new options and new possibilities. And the part that resonated most with me was the subtle shifts and intentional pausing and resetting. That really stood out to me. So I, I pulled it up. And Yeah, I like that quote too. I like how um, pausing and resetting is really important. And I think it's really had an impact on my life too. Um, I went to college before I knew what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I got back home and had a reset that I figured out and the reset was like two years talk about pausing and resetting (laughs) but slowing it down definitely definitely and I feel so much more complete and aware of what I want to be and what I want to do but that pause and reset is really important it's not necessarily a bad thing like sometimes I think that whenever we're stopped we see that as something that's not good but I even want to question that idea of being stopped but rather it's good to just pause and take that break. Um, it kind of, the the picture that comes up for me is if we're on a path and we're on a journey and we're even out in nature, that there are times along that path where we might have to sit down for a moment. We have to catch our breath. We have to drink our water. So tying in our other episodes of how to yeah. be grounded, um, all of that, there's still a sense of purpose in that and an intentionality and moving forward we're still headed somewhere even in the pauses even in the times to regroup Mm -hmm. and reset um it's still an important part all of that is part of the journey as well that's still movement Mm -hmm, absolutely in the stillness so yeah even being able to take some of those earlier steps that we talked about and some of the uh, previous podcasts like being able to self-care Um, being able to like reach out to community those are all good places to be to where you're taking another step you're taking a step forward you're in route you're you don't have it all figured out but you're focusing on those um what lisa said like those subtle shifts those um uh, yeah those (laughs) subtle shifts those small changes yeah your thoughts even catch up with you yeah yeah definitely this is a lot yeah. to kind of sit with it's a lot I to take in yeah it's okay to pause definitely definitely and i feel like uh, i need to do that sometimes <laughs> yeah, well, we have this sense of like rushing and like oh no is that that's not acceptable that i'm you know i even think before just really letting those thoughts catch up mm-hmm. and just being okay Mm-hmm. with that and not acting on this sense of urgency like I should be saying something right now it's okay but we're not really comfortable with silence yeah I agree 
sometimes I've found that people who are really struggling with depression can't get off the couch or they can't get out of bed. And we're talking so much about being out in nature and how important that is. But really these small, subtle shifts, that intention to move at all really does matter. That if you're stuck in your living room on your couch or if you're stuck in your bed, even being able to move which room you're in. If you move into the kitchen and you look out the window, see what's happening outside, or if you can go up or down the stairs, if you can toss in a load of laundry or do a couple dishes, that movement shifts the emotional state that you're in and can help lift your mood. It can even bring a little connection back to you, connecting with activities of things that you know, this just helps me connect. Yeah, something um, I also like about Roots is kind of not aiming for that perfection and in that way, forgiving yourself a little bit and being okay with not being, I, I know I already said this, but not being perfect. But I also felt whenever I was going through a dark place, I was really hard on myself for not getting out of bed and not doing this and not doing that. And not finishing my homework on time and instead just being okay with not being perfect and not hitting everything. And in the same way that meditation is kind of bringing it back, like refocusing, just kind of replanting your feet, being in a journey, being in the middle of a journey is a way that, um, you can just bring it back. I totally lost my train of thought. But being able to, in that way, being able to just draw it back to what you really were trying to focus on and being okay that that last sentence I said wasn't a perfect, flawless sentence that somebody's going to chisel onto my gravestone and remember me for, but rather being able to still reset. Find your footing again and breathe and, into it. And be okay, and we're still here. Yeah. We talked a little bit last time about community, and this comes back into the importance of roots as well, just of the building connection and having relationships with others and having empathy for each other, that we can choose to be vulnerable and say that we're struggling or we're having a hard day, and we can reach out to others and and check in on them, that is part of what the path of mental health looks like. When we're reflecting on how do you get to a place of stability and strong mental health, and we think of a path, sometimes it's helpful to know what, what are the things on that path that will help get me there. And we had mentioned that about um, connection and relationships are so important. Yeah, and it's definitely worth the risk I remember, I, I think in earlier like podcasts, we talk about a little bit of, of, of wondering if this reach out is going to be you know, accessible or is the other person going to show up for me? Um, but being willing to ask for it if needed and thinking a little bit about some of this depression. I'm glad you bring up that side of things. Because sometimes it's it's dark places. Sometimes it doesn't look exactly, you know, like the, what do you call it? Like, just by the book. It's not um, like going through the criteria typical. It's DSM. not. Yes. Yeah. That's one one way to put it. But just thinking, I don't. The way it looks and shows up in our lives. You know, in just being able to learn and connect, 
in this way, even on this podcast and just realizing it shows up in different ways. Um, some of it's visible and some of it's not. And I think about that a lot as far as just trying to figure out how to connect with people and and how to turn heart. around too. like when you're on that path and you're realizing you're headed into a darker place or into a spiral like how can I recognize the the scenery so to speak of mm. what's taking me down that path so that I can say okay I know I'm starting to spiral I don't want to go down this path anymore and I can turn around and I can make new choices and I can Mm-hmm. pay attention more to my self-care. I can make sure I have the nutrients and hydration and sleep and things that we had talked about, but noticing what path we're on and if it's taking us to a good place or if we need to reroute even and right. reconsider, we have to reset and we have to get our footing again and get grounded again. So it's that right. whole process of living out the thing of mental health. And not... Um having to make sure that it's completely drastic before we take precautions or take the measures by which to acknowledge this is a place that I feel myself going. I need to be maybe what what is something different I can do here? I happen to know it's really hard to do new things or have that uncertainty and it's kind of like reprogramming ourselves to not do things a certain way just because sadness shows up then I must be this thing and that's where I have to go Um, but like you said maybe acknowledging a little bit sooner noticing what shows up yeah if we have the mindfulness to be aware in the moment of how am I doing checking in with myself um, noticing how I'm feeling then maybe I can do things sooner and not end up in a crisis that it's gotten spiraled out of control. Yeah, I really like how all three of these episodes kind of interlock. I Every time we sit down and record, yeah. I understand how more and more you can use one of these things, but it really connects all three of them together, how important they are. And whenever we're talking about this, noticing, making sure that realizing that things aren't going the way that you want them to being able to recenter is totally has to do with roots the the r-o-o-t-s kind of roots and that you're focusing on just yourself and how you feel and where your nutrients is coming from because sometimes you have a crappy week and it's because you haven't eaten it's not because you have to change your whole job and Mm -hmm. completely do a 180 it's just because you haven't focused on you and maybe focusing on you is another way that you can reevaluate and use that time to say, hey, I have been eating, I have been sleeping, and I still feel like crap. So it's a sign that I should do something else. Yeah. Those um, are good points. One of the things I, I think is helpful for what does this path look like, this journey to mental health and how we can be in a good place and notice where we are, something that can be really helpful is focusing on what rhythms and routines you have in your day. What will help give you kind of a jump start when you get out of bed in the morning? Do you make the bed or not? Do you start with some breakfast and um, jump in the shower, whatever your rhythm looks like um, for starting the day, for ending the day, for something midday that you can check in with yourself. 
Yeah, um, this actually speaks to me on a cool level that whenever I had first, I dropped out of college and came back home, I was talking to my therapist and I had these big ideas of how I wanted to change and how I wanted to like go from zero to 60 and completely turn my life around. And something we were discussing is I hadn't eaten that day and it was like 1 p.m. or something like that. And we were discussing that even taking that first step, doing those tiny little rhythm things that keep you in on tempo, whatever you want to call it, whatever. Kind of in motion, yeah. giving you some energy to do the next thing because you have a pattern that you're going through. I really like the analogy. Yeah, exactly. I really like the analogy that my therapist used, which was like you have all these plans about how to beat this big dragon, this dragon being your problems and what you perceive to be what you're up against. And so you've got like, oh, I've got to design this catapult and take out this, whatever it is. But your sword is still in its holster. And sometimes you just have to take the tiny little steps like unsheathing your sword. And for me, uh, what I got excited about every morning was creating an egg sandwich. I would just create a bagel with egg sandwich because mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. And that so radically changed how I felt about things in ways that I didn't even understand that... It was just my body getting nutrients whenever I woke up <laughs> and it completely changed my mindset and my day to day in a way that it surprised me. And so even today, what I make sure I do is make sure I'm eating consistently and that I'm getting enough sleep because it changes my outlook a hundred percent. I still think that roots part. And then I, I keep going back to this social connection piece and relationship just because I think for me that's been so foundational um, more as an introvert um, being able to find that experience know what feels good and but if you're an extrovert maybe asking yourself the practicality of when's the last time I hung out with a group of friends or when is the last time I called someone and just you know made made that plan to just go do that thing um, regardless of what state we're in and just I think knowing your limits as well but also just branching out too and looking at that piece of you know not necessarily being only introvert or only extrovert or being the great balance of the introverted extrovert but just paying attention to those needs. Even some of those are rhythms and routines across the month even. Like yeah. what, you know, if I want to have time out with friends every month, then that whole month looks like a pattern and a rhythm and a routine that those are the habits that you create that I can notice if it's been a while since I've had that time for social engagement or not. Or mm. how often do I want to put into practice my exercise rhythms or whichever habits that we want to do, even if they're just the little steps and the little things, it really keeps us on a good path and in a good place. That's so good. Something I like about the vision of Route 2 is it's about the journey, not the destination. I know we've all seen that semi-cheesy t-shirt around, but um, something my mom and I talk about, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the podcast yet, but Whenever we go on walks, we go on like pokey walks or 
I don't know what my mom calls them, but basically, I call it. Doesn't call them Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoo. there's there's the '90s kid in me going out, but I don't call. I call them real life Pokemon walks, where I try to find real life Pokemon, which mm. are like rabbits and deer and stuff. But um, I love being able to be present in those moments, and I think that there's a tendency to escape and just to like watch the office for the 10th time instead of enjoying what's actually going around around like going on around you and i think being in root also emphasizes that journey of enjoying making yourself the egg sandwich or whatever you use to um get your protein instead of just like retreating and sitting on the couch and just being like well my friends, will, I just have this one activity later this week that I can look forward to, and everything is just zoning out and waiting until then. Yeah, changing up the activity is important. And even when we can notice the things, like we've mentioned on walks, that takes away stress so much because you start focusing on what's right in front of you, mm-hmm. which is all the colors of the flower or all the clouds in the sky and what big puffy white cloud shapes they look like or um, which kinds of creatures you find on the walk of we've got a whole deer family in our neighborhood we've got I call them bunnies some people call them rabbits but um, and then we've we've had a couple ducks that have scientifically uh, bunnies are just young rabbits I'm just kidding that's But just being on the lookout for things like that, you tend, if you're looking for things, you're not thinking about your stress load. You're not thinking about, you know, complicated relationships or what you have to do at work or some kind of assignment that's due. You're just in the moment. You're just present and allowing some peace to flow through you. Yeah, I was actually reading a study on Tetris and why people use Tetris in order to kind of de-stress because Tetris is such an, a simple game. I don't know if you guys have done any research on this at all, but um, basically they got it down to colors, um, movement, and a different like mind problem solving. And that's why Tetris works for so many people, just to be able to kind of reset. And so whenever you're on a walk, something I like to do is look for different colors. Look for the, even if you look at a single flower, the different petals on the flower are way different. And then um, focusing on movement, like if you have that change up of mom said going into a different room or something changes so that your environment changes, that you're not just zoned into your bed and your TV. And then having that different mental activity, like something me and my partner play when, like I said, those real life pokey walks, we count how many real life Pokemon we see. And it's just a silly little thing that we can do. But then after that walk, you just feel refreshed and new. But Yeah. I know we're running out of time, um, but just the phrase letting go of expectations comes to mind. And I know, you know, viewers or listeners can't see it, but this is a picture of a flower huh, I took cool. yesterday on my metabolic conditioning part of my workout um, after a long work day. And it actually really really slowed it down for me. I maybe took like six or seven and tried to get different angles and like just how intricate that is and the unfolding of it all. And so it also looks like so a much hand what a root is, like a pathway. It's an unfolding. It's a it is a whole evolving 
That's cool. Yeah. I really so like that. I, I just wanted to share that because it seemed like super perfect. Yeah, and we will totally post that on our Facebook page. There so, you go. And Insta, so make sure that you give us a follow. But yeah, so we are running out of time. So I kind of wanted to wrap up this three-parter episode of the Roots of Community Roots. Um, roots, make sure you ground yourself. Make sure you're getting nutrition. You're taking... Um, water and food in order to energize yourself and you're also being grounded in that meditative state we talked a little bit about meditation on our first episode um community is another thing that reach out to people around you make sure that you're getting that support network and if you feel like that support network already doesn't exist then we talk about on our community episode being able to create that network so that you can reach out to people and it can be something that you can start to rely on. Or maybe it's even finding a network that's already there. You just don't even realize it's it's there. And then today, we talked about being in root, being in process, um, being able to both for give yourself that grace of I'm not perfect, I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. at my destination yet, and also to be able to recenter and re-get on the path. So two weeks from now, you'll hear from us again. We'll be talking about music and our awesome Spotify playlists that we put together. So stay tuned for that. And then next week, you'll hear from uh, Off the Beaten Path with um, Adrian Johnson. And so, um, yeah, if you are looking for where to find us, you can go to Facebook and search Community Roots Podcast. Um, on Instagram, we're at communityroots.pod. Email us your thoughts at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, we have special thanks to everyone here in this room. <laughs> um, Dr. Adrian Johnson, who does our Off the Beaten Path. Thanks to Steve Dodge and Steve Paracas for our music. Alexander Wells for our logos and artwork. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.